You showed up. I wondered if I had worn my. I, I'm wearing a Waylon Jennings shirt, and I was like, oh, "Did I wear this last time?" They're yeah. Like, no, this is new. Yeah. Well, no, it's kind of thematic. I mean, Jason Isbell. Yeah, he, I feel like it's sort of like yeah, the. Yeah, gotta wear a Jason Isbell shirt. He's the descendant. Newer, newer country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good country, and I'm wearing the uh, Hank giving or no, I'm giving. I'm wearing a shirt that is Waylon giving it homage to hank williams oh i see it now so there's a lot okay. of country in this room there's a lot happening for two dudes who are about to talk about 80s pop. 80s pop yeah 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 welcome to episode eight of the dirt whatever the fuck this podcast called dilt dilt there we go dude i love that song dude i love that song i'm my second time back second time back you're the og you were the first guest and now you're the eighth guest, and who knows, maybe the last. If what if do I, get I hit by a truck, what do I get? Do I get something? You get to be adored <laughs> by th- threes of listeners. I love it. By the way, I noticed you have an Owala water bottle. Those are the shit. Yeah, I'm not a water bottle kind of guy, but I was gifted one, mm-hmm. and so I gave one to to my girlfriend Jamie. She swears by it. I swear by mine. Yeah, my kids. You know, with we are not sponsored by Owala, by the way. No, with COVID, you know, they they switched to water. They couldn't drink out of the fountains at school. Oh yeah, um, and uh, so yeah, so they switched to the water bottles, and like these have held up pretty well. So um, I had one of those in my car over the winter, and I brought it in, set it on the counter. And came back the following, so I set it on my counter like on Sunday night, mm-hmm. and then came back Monday night and opened it, and it was still fucking f- balls cold. Yeah. So if you're just tuning in, this is Water Bottle Talk. and uh, Water Bottle Talk with Danny and Guy. <laughs> we, uh, the Owala versus the Yeti. Um, and you'll notice I'm, I'm, I'm a little... I've got a little deep, sort of huskier voice maybe you, than last you, time. You got the vid. I got the big C. Yeah, Cl- chlamydia again, and uh, <laughs> everybody's got to get it once. <laughs> no, I had the COVID, um, but I'm like two weeks out. Yeah, and uh, I hope my voice stays like this. Actually, I always wish that I would get like sick. I've heard stories, and then like when I'm when it's done, you can sing. Oh God, like that would be that would be. My cool. wife would love that. She yep, yeah, she's constantly like telling me I got to stop trying to sing because. I'm completely tone deaf. You know, I'm not Jamie, my girlfriend and roommate. Uh, she can't sing her way out of a paper sack, and uh, that doesn't stop her from singing. But you know what? If she's singing, that means she's in a good mood, and you'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody sings when they're pissed off. No. Well, <laughs> maybe Lemmy. Well, well, most metal guys, <laughs> Cannibal Corpse, they don't seem to be having a good time. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, I think we got a cool subject. We got so those of you listening, we're just winging it, but we got three top fives each. So we got to count down thirty songs today. Is that the, is that buckle, the math? Buckle up! Buckle the fuck up! Buckle this up! Is, this is going to be probably our most universal episode because it's eighties pop, and everybody come on has an opinion on eighties pop. Yeah. I mean, most people love it, but if not, you have an opinion about it. Unless you're a spaz. Unless you're <laughs> grody. <laughs> I'm only gonna speak in '80s, like Valley Girl. Valley Girl. Oh, yeah. What was what were some of the ga- T- tubular? Gag me with a spoon. Gag me with a spoon. Yeah. Um. Uh, grody. Grody. There was that song that um, uh, 
Frank Zappa's daughter. What's her? Dweezil's, Valley Girl. Dweezil's yeah. Moon sp- Unit. Moon Unit. She had that song. Yeah, Valley Girl. Yeah, Moon Unit Zappa. Yeah. That had all the... All I've the never seen out. that movie. Valley Girl? Yeah. Oh, God. It's one of my favorites. Never been into Frank Zappa either. Yeah. You know what is funny? is every time We always talk about this in the house is uh, when people like... They have an 80s party, and then you see the pictures, and you're like, nobody act, nobody dressed like that in the 80s. No, no. I follow a bunch of those, like, 80s accounts on Me too. Instagram. Yeah. And they're always post. It's, you know, all neon. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, that that's not it. what my house looked like. It was brown wood paneling. Lots of brown. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fucking, uh, like, yellow or orange fridges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because everybody redid their shit in the 70s, and then it carried over into the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Then the nineties happened and everybody had a floral couch. Right. Um we had we had blankets up <laughs> on our windows because my dad worked graveyard shift in the coal oh. mine. So and so you would have the room out. Black the room out with like just like just ugly green, like army sort of blankets. Mm-hmm. Which looked real cool to your friends when they drove by. <laughs> like what's happening in there? I, I have well, the biggest window in my house is west facing. So in the summer, I'm that dirtbag who has a fucking big old thick blanket over the window. Yeah. Because it's just that room, it gets so fucking hot. Yeah. And there's no trees. Welcome to, uh, <clears throat> what are we talking about now? Trees. Uh, what, what Botany. Is that what trees are? Blackout talk. Blackout talk. How to, how to get. How to pass out because you've been working in the coal mines all night. Yeah. Uh, so no, we got three, three um, top five lists each and the categories are going to be. Top five 80s songs, and I kind of went the route with this. Um, popular songs everybody knows, but that, that I still like. Because a lot, most of those songs that you just hear all the time, I, I'm over. But there's some that are still good. The other list is going to be, hold on. I just, I just yeah. drank some Sprite because I don't drink water because I will die an early death. Healthy. Top five underrated 80s songs. Yeah. And then the top five worst 80s songs. I'm excited because I'm such a pessimistic bastard. I like talking about sh- stuff that sucks. Yeah, and that's where the comedy. The is. '80s ones were easy. The 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 worst ones were easy for me. The bad song, I could immediately come up. Oh, with I could have did a bad. top twenty. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Um. Jeez. Well, let's, let, let's start there. Let's start just with those bad, with the worst ones, the worst '80s songs. Okay. What's your yeah. number? What's your, what's the first song? They're not ranked. ranked. Mine aren't either. Um, and honestly, I'm glad. I think I came into the thinking I, uh, I would just do like one, but I do have five really bad eighty songs. Good. Um, so Kokomo by the Beach Boys. I'm going to hard disagree. Really? Yep. A Kokomo fan. What chorus rolls off the tongue better than Aruba, <laughs> Jamaica? Ooh, I want to take you. Bermuda, Bahama. <laughs> Come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego. Baby, why don't we go down to Kokomo? We'll get there fast and take slow. That is... I mean, it's just a... It's just like a travel agent. Just like <laughs> listing a bunch of... I didn't say it was good. Places, but... Um, no, I, I love the Beach Boys. I can actually see why somebody would not like that song. And it's not like I seek that song out, but I just... I, I appreciate how... I, I love the Beach Boys, but I hate Mike Love. And I'm kind of a Brian Wilson purist. And this represents to me like the worst of the Beach Boys when it was like Mike Love and like John Stamos, John Stamos for some reason, <laughs> which I saw the Beach Boys in concert. Um, it was the only time I've seen the Beach Boys. Um, 
and John Stamos was on on drums. <laughs> really? <laughs> so That's weird. fucking weird. At at at, uh, at like BYU Stadium of Fire. But wow. uh I didn't know he was I mean he's a good drummer. Band. No, he like toured with them. Oh, I know he was in the video. Yeah. Huh. Um I didn't know that. But no, I was not I was never into the Beach Boys because like I was oh Pet Sounds is brilliant and I downloaded it and I'm like I don't get it. I mean like Sloop John B's good. I like a couple songs, but Yeah. There's some deep cuts. I mean, I could I could pass you some of the yeah. Beach Boys. I mean, and I think there was always like Beach Boys versus Beatles rivalry, and I know you're a big Beatles. Yeah, I, I wasn't in that camp. I was just more of like, I don't know, four good-looking dudes holding a surfboard. Get out of here. Sure, yeah. sure. It, um, It's hard to relate to that when you're growing up. When in, you're fucking helper in, trash. Like, <laughs> When you're growing up in not quite the desert, not quite the, <laughs> not quite the surfing USA Alpine. didn't resonate. resonate. Yeah. Um. So that's my yeah. That, that's, that's a good one five. though. I can totally see why that would be like. Eh. Yeah. Even though I do appreciate that song, uh, my first one on my list is "Walking on Sunshine." Oh God, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, that's a good. It's a good, good bad, bad one. one. Yeah. I. It's a birth control commercial. It's fucking, I don't know what it is, but Katrina and the Waves, your name sucks. Oh, it's so bad. She had a mullet. Did they have any other songs? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But if she wrote that, if Katrina and or the Waves wrote it, they've probably banked just off of like stupid ads. No, yeah. It's a Cialis ad. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's everything. So they probably made a little bit of money there, but Fuck that song. Oh, I hated that song. So yeah. and, and even at the time, like it just it It's it, so happy and uh Yeah. I don't, what's your what's your next one? My next one is Red Red Wine by UB forty. Ooh. Neil I'm, Neil Diamond cover. I'm also gonna hard disagree on this wow, one. Wow, okay. Yeah. I mean I we're I, gonna I, we're gonna fight by the end of this. Straight up. We'll each take one shot and miss and then fall asleep. For every dis- <laughs> on the floor. Can we rest? Can we rest now? I'm fucking tired. The uh, thing about that song, so it always my 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 memory of it, this visual I have of it was it was always playing um like at the ski resorts, like um I feel like I used to go skiing a lot when I was in junior high and like it would always be playing like down at like the base. Uh, I, I sound like like an 80s like <laughs> high school villain <laughs> now. <laughs> like I was always shredding with my bros. Um, but it was always just playing and I just, I don't know, I just, it's I a hated very that voice. I hated it. Yeah. The uh, Family Guy makes, Family Guy's, I don't know where people stand on that, but I fucking love it. Um, they did a joke one time where they're like, "UB40, do you like reggae down reggae that's watered down and acceptable at weddings?" And yeah, that's always stuck with me, right? Because UB40, every single one of their hits, without exception, is a cover. Sure, they yeah. have their own songs, but none of them hit. Yeah, I every can't help falling of, in love with you. Every one of them. Um, yeah, and they would just reggaefy everything. The way the way you do the thing you do, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just yeah. reggaefy it. And they're white dudes from... I was going to say, I don't know their origins, but I, I don't think they're Jamaican. No, they're British. Yeah. M- maybe Scottish, even. Yeah. W- whiter than British. Yeah. And... Um, which, like, great if that helped well, turn England's some people Well, England stole on. Jamaica anyway, sure. didn't they? Kind of? Oh. I'm not a history buff. Yeah. I mean, I think most Might of that well area was music. colonized. Sure. Um, 
So yeah, UB40, not a fan. UB40, okay. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say I love that song, but it's happy, and then I like that shitty uh, red red wine. You make me feel so fine in the middle. Sure, yeah, the fake, yeah. the fake like appropriation. Um, I didn't know that was a Neil Diamond song till ten years ago. Right. Yeah. Because he didn't really have a hit with it. I mean, maybe some areas, but I'd never heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next one down is Mickey. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Sure. Everything about it, garbage. I don't really think there need much needs to be even said about it. It's a cheerleader chant. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those songs, and I think, especially when we get into the popular songs, like. So much of these 80s songs are such like sort of wallpaper to like my life. Like they were just everywhere, right? So it's right. Ha- always on in the background. It's hard for me to have like a reaction to that Mickey song. Cause it's like, do I hate the song or have I, has it just been pounded? Yeah, I don't my- know if I hate it or like it or it's just like, it's just there. You know what song almost made my list and I didn't put it on there because I realized I don't hate the song. I've just heard it too much. It was Sweet Child of Mine. Right. I almost put that on like but then I was like, I don't actually hate that song. I've just heard it so fucking much that yeah. I, that I hate hearing it now. Yeah. That was a nice thing when I saw when I saw Guns, I had like I hadn't because of like you're saying, I hadn't listened to Appetite for Destruction mm-hmm. forever. And I don't listen to, you know, the stations that would be playing that. Um even though it was something that was played so much at the time mm-hmm. that when I heard it live, it was I was like Oh my God, this is such a great song. You hear it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to like, I always think about this, like, I wish I could hear a song again for the first time. You know, like you try to like recapture that feeling of like, what would it be like to hear one of these songs the first time? I think, uh, I think that about songs before I was born, Mm -hmm. like like, imagine hearing Cashmere when it came out. Yeah. And just being like, fucking what? Or yeah. Eruption by Van Halen or something like that. It'd yeah. Bananas. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and there's like that, because there's songs like by bands I love that I, like Money by Pink Floyd, I fucking hate that song. But when I go see one of the bands and they play it live, I'm like, let's, let's go. Gotta hear it. Because I know everybody in the fucking room is going to be on their feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, What's your next one down? My next one? We're, I forgot to even number them, so fuck it. Yeah, same. Um. Okay, I'm gonna save this one because I think this is like the ultimate, like worst song of the '80s. But um, okay, okay, we'll save an ultimate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save an ultimate. I, so I, I guess I do have a number one. So I'm gonna okay. put that a pin in that one. But um, "Man in the Mirror" by ah, Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's just it's so fucking pandering and so pandering and fucking and just fake sad. Uh, going yeah. It's I have a weird relationship with Michael Jackson because like oh tell me yeah. more about your uh, weird relationship well, with Michael Jackson. It was more involved, it was more about my butthole. Um, so like I can't I can't listen to Marilyn Manson anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of like what's the allegations against him? Sure. Because I super believe it. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred. I hear I see I've read interviews with Marilyn Manson. He he's never hid what a prick he is. Yeah. But so when all these allegations came out, I'm like, that's super believable. That all checks. And then that HBO doc came out about Michael Jackson. I'm like, I don't want to watch that because I still want to listen to PYT and enjoy it. It's so hard. I tell my wife this. I I say, I'll listen to anything like Thriller and like before Thriller because I feel like all of that happened post Thriller. That is such an apologist cop out bullshit excuse. 
I don't listen um, to anything after bad. Yeah, it's like I'll still listen to Cosby's stand-up record. It's like no, I won't. <laughs> but none of his new shit. Yeah, like I'll watch Annie Hall, but I'm not gonna like. No, it's yeah, it's um, it's conflicting. But then I think like okay, well you know like Toto you know wrote most of the Thriller album, right? You know and. And look, if you if if you didn't if you didn't listen to any artist who was a scumbag, you would have about four songs in your phone. Impossible, yeah. yeah. But that period of Michael Jackson, I mean, that I think that's off the bad album, and uh, which it was, is off the bad album. You know, definitely a problematic period for him. But also, just in general, like the song just sucks. It's have a you terrible ever, dude? Song. Have you ever listened to the beginning of um, what's that? Just can't stop loving you. I'm gonna fucking play it, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard it. The, the intro, because um, I don't think we'll get booted off because this is just spoken word, and um, I just can't stop loving you. It'd be great if the intro. Jackson Estate listened to this podcast. Tito's gonna call me like, "Hey, motherfucker!" I'm just, I don't know how he speaks. Um, I just want to. Oh wait, shit! My what my, is my, my Bluetooth speakers on. Hold on. Disconnected. Shit, the Bluetooth. Okay. So uncomfortable right now. I just right. want to touch you. Ah. And hold you. Ah. I need you. But I need you. Make it stop. I love you so much. <laughs> no, you have to. He makes you <laughs> fucking endure it, dude. That's what they pipe into Guantanamo. That's just. <laughs> that is. It's just you have to put like a you have to put a, a parental warning at the beginning of this podcast now. That's somebody rubs you with a feather while <laughs> that, that plays. Just... And you're like, fuck. Who who was like in the? So at that point, like Quincy Jones is just like whatever, whatever, Mike. Yeah, just do you it. did beat it. I guess like we'll... no one stopping him. <laughs> Fucking oh my gosh. Yeah. Even Bubbles was like. Yeah, walking out of the room the head. chimp is like mm. like doing that classic with the chimps with the, <laughs> with the their hands over their eyes and ears and mouth <laughs> <laughs> bubbles is doing all three of those motions what sucks is that song's good <laughs> yeah it then leads into like a good song a good song and if you download yeah. that song off the bad album from itunes it's not that intro's very much gone they've stripped it yeah uh Whose oh, turn is it? Is it mine? Oh I think so. Yeah, you did Man in the Mirror. Yeah, I did Man in the Mirror. That's how we got tangent. onto that. Yeah. Uh, my next one is I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Fucking hate it. Okay. You're in the Ted Nugent camp of the anti-Joan Jett. I'd, it, I'd be hard-pressed to be in the Ted Nugent camp on, <laughs> of, of on anything. anything. Um, but I will say that I think she's she's not as cool as people give. Of the, of the runaways, Lita was the talent. Sure. Sure. Um, but or maybe she, not even Lita. Who was the singer? The Cherry... Cherry Curry? Cherry Curry. Yeah. yeah. But uh, did, you, did you see the Runaways movie? No. Eh. It, was, it was worth watching, but it was a little cheesy. Yeah. Um, anyway, not much to say about that song. I didn't know it was a cover. I can't remember who did it first, but some band in the 70s did it. Um, was it Argent? Might be Argent. Was it a cover of I Love Rocky Road? 
Was that what it was a cover? It was a cover of the Weird Al's <laughs> I Love Rock and Which Roll. one came first? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's what somebody needs to do, a serious cover of a Weird Al song. Of an original Weird Al song. Uh, <laughs> put a pin in that, producers. Uh, okay, I can yeah. give you that, though. I'm on board with that. I, I mean, I'm fine with Joan Jett, but like... Hate Myself for Loving You sucked. She did that Springsteen song from that movie with Michael J. Fox, um, Light of Day. Do you remember that movie? Nope. Where her and Michael J. Fox, I think, are brother and sister. Joan Jett acted in it? Yeah, and they're a, they're a band, and uh, and Springsteen wrote like the theme song to it. Yeah, wow, that's the most eighties thing ever. Joan Jett, and Michael J. Fox with music by. Yeah, it was like a really gritty like. And even they're trying to figure out what to do with. Get it together, kid. Right. Um, what what's your next one down? My next one. I don't know if I truly believe this one, but I just. Again, it's one of those ones I think it just got so played, especially the music video. Um, and it's so iconic, it's hard for me to put this on here, but Addicted to Love by Robert Palmer. No, I'll give it, I'll go with that. It's just... The song's fine. Yeah, it's, it just... It's not great. It just got pounded just got into fucking, our heads. Like, if you had yeah. MTV at that time, I mean, it was just, it was like every, every other video. There. And I get it, it was iconic and I mean, misogynistic, but, sure, but like, it was just... Not a great song. No, no. The, what was the other song from that album where the had a similar video? A, uh, it's Bad case of loving you. Simply irresistible. Simply irresistible. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember that whole. Even when I was a kid, I think Robert Palmer's cool as fuck now. No, he is. Yeah. But when and I was great a kid, singer. Yeah. Right. His '70s stuff. Um, everyday people, uh, or every kind of people. Mm-hmm great but when i was a kid i was like this guy's like 40 yeah and he has short why is he on tv yeah he and and he was he, he and he, he dressed like he sold insurance so I, <laughs> I didn't get why he was cool but now that i'm old i'm like oh he was like the slick back fucking well and really influential to um like duran duran like i just read john taylor's biography and he name checks robert palmer a lot obviously because then they end up being in power station together mm-hmm. but but even like well before that, like before they were famous, like they loved Robert Palmer, which I was like, really? So I do. I think I need to go back and discover some of yeah, his yeah. earlier stuff. I've discovered a little bit of it from the Yacht Rock channel, right? Um, but I still don't know like a ton. Uh, my next song down is "Pour Some Sugar on Me." Well, guy, was good talking <laughs> with you today. I'm gonna <laughs> doors on the left. You can okay. still stomach that song. <laughs> No, that's the thing. You're right. I guess. And and today, absolutely. Like I don't. I'm turning that song off as soon as it comes right. on. At the time, though, let me rethink this because I got to put my because even at the time I was like, this song's stupid and doesn't make sense. Not my favorite song off that. In fact, I would probably say of the entire Hysteria album, that's probably my least favorite song. Excitable's pretty bad. Excitable's pretty bad, but. Pour some sugar on me, and again, I, it's hard for me to like accurately judge because I just feel like it was just everywhere. Yeah, it's I yeah, and then there's shit because can you say sugar one lump or two? <laughs> ah. But that's nowhere near as bad, and I don't think this was '80s or I think it would have made my list. But off the Adrenalize album, what was that first single? Oh, let's get rocked. Let's, uh, who me? 
<laughs> it was not like, my style, man. And it's like, I don't want to mow the lawn, Dad. It's yeah. all like from the perspective of like a Come 12 on, year old. Real. Yeah. And this was in the 90s when these fuckers were 30. Yeah. Tied to your room. Come on, get real. Like, you know what everybody needs? Like a song about like when you're 10 and yeah. you have chores. You know what? There needs to be an anthem about chores. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Was, Mow the lawn. Not my style, man. Take out the trash. No way. And they st- and I think they play it still at every show, and everyone sings along to the like. That song uh, is awful. Yeah, and the video is like Windows eighty nine animation. Oh, it did not hold up. Yeah, no. Even if they were going, because like for some reason, like the Money for Nothing video holds up. Yeah, because it looks we like got it's a, we got a static going. Uh oh, is it? I hear it, yeah. Okay, I think we're good. Let's start. I can remember every single thing I've said up to this point. Can we just start over? Just fucking go at it. Hey, it's good to be here, Sky. Great to be here. So pour some sugar on me. What's next on your list? Okay, this this is my ultimate. The ultimate worst song of the 80s. God, if you love this fucking song, guy, I'm going to be so pissed. Mm. Okay, We Are the World. I mean, come on. Like, take yourself back. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that buzz keep coming from? Is it maybe our phone? Oh, yeah. We're interfering with something? I think it might be. Um. Yeah, the song's a pandering fucking... Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I have a little bit of, like, maybe a nostalgia to it because it's just like, oh, I remember being six. Sure. And, I mean, it's stacked with, you know, all the greatest... Artists right. of, of the time, Dan Aykroyd. Um, yeah, why was Kim, he in there? Kim Carnes. <laughs> um, it was, I mean, I think they recorded it. I think they went straight from uh, the Grammys that night. And it was just like, hey, I think whoever's so. here, come on. We're going to go record a, a giant hit. It's gonna, that's going to feed African kids. Is that yeah. what, that's what it was? It USA was for, for e- Africa? Ethiopia, yeah. 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 Um, but as songs go, I mean, Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson co-wrote. Right. Uh, who was singing on it? Every, Steve Perry had a big a big line. Yeah, yeah. I watched the video re- somewhat recently, like within the past couple of years, and I remember just thinking, oh, I didn't know so-and-so was there, and I didn't know so-and-so. Who the fuck is that person? Right, right. Yeah. Cindy Lauper's got her big, like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to like, I think even at the time, cause I think it was like one of the biggest selling singles of all time at the, at the time, but like, you weren't going to just like put that record on, right? No. Like you weren't going to just like, oh, I want to hear we are the world. Like I'm going to just, and, and sing along. To, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, hmm, I feel like us kids sang it at, in elementary school. I feel like I've sung that song before. Maybe. We uh, maybe like at some assembly sure. or some fucking sure. no drugs something. Yeah. Huh. Where uh-huh. like the British version, the the do they know it's Christmas? Right. Like that's a I get Christmas time like that's a great song. I'll listen to that. Like I have no problem with it. I used to think when that song this is memory just came back to me as we speak and uh also because before I came into this room, I ate a, about 100 milligrams of THC. So okay. memories are opening up. Sure. Um, at the same time, I'm forgetting things. What were we just talking about? 
We are the world. Uh, oh. No drug uh, uh, assemblies at school. <laughs> I perfectly, fucking, perfectly timed. <laughs> I fucking lost it, and Nancy Reagan was right. Uh, so I do have a number one. Somebody's. Uh, I, whenever I do this, and I forget, I I know the listeners are like, "You were talking about this, you fucking moron." Oh, for sure, people. Yeah, people are at home yelling. Yeah, yeah, but in this moment, I fucking that thought's gone i'm just gonna get to my other song the last one for me is eight six seven five three oh nine just because it sucks that's sure. the only reason as the song sucks and then they do those sh- shitty harmonies you got it you got it you got it tommy two-tone tommy two tommy two-tone uh however i have an honorable mention on my bad 80s songs because this isn't technically not an 80s song but it was covered in the 80s and it was a very big hit uh money money by billy idol oh okay yeah. Every that, version of that song needs to be gone forever. It's a, again, it's like a wedding, you know, like you're at a big dance. Everybody can shout along to it. I DJed in a small town shithole bar for three years and it was a must. Yeah. Because they'd go, here she comes now singing money, money. Hey, motherfucker, get laid, yeah, get. Fu- I remember when we met with our wedding DJ. <laughs> Back when you had those things and he i used to be one yeah i think you just have worst like a, job like ever a, like a phone now that you just play but i remember meeting with him like we met with him at like i don't know like a like a carl's jr somewhere i don't know why like <laughs> after work classy. like yeah and he's like well, what are you guys into like you know what do you like and i remember the only instruction i gave him i just said i don't want any songs that would be played at like a football game or some sort of like big like event where like everybody, and he's looking at me. He's like, he's like, well, that's like the whole thing. That's, that's it. That's like you don't want people to have fun. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, play the Cure. We're gonna sit. <laughs> We're gonna cry. We're gonna sit. We're gonna- <laughs> I want Morrissey from yeah. eleven thirty to twelve fifty. Right. <laughs> And I want to go shush people and be like, listen, listen to this part. This is my favorite part. It's got a message. I uh, <laughs> One time, I, I, that, I was actually on the opposite end of that story one time. I DJed a wedding, and it was downtown somewhere. That's irrelevant to the story. Anyway, the girl was like young, like 21, 22, and she kept coming up. Do you have any of this guy? And I was like, ah, that's, you know, this is one of just I had what I saved on my computer. Sure. And... um. She comes up and she's like, here, here, this is what me and my friends like to listen to. And she gives me a fucking um, zip drive. So I just start, <laughs> I just start playing some, uh, whatever the fuck she told me to put in. It's this crazy like ED, EDM music, which if that's what you like, fine. Sure. But fucking grandma's not getting up and cutting a rug to fucking, you know, no. Molly McButter. No. So fucking, she kept coming. She's like. Or, or first, I, I was playing songs, and she's like, I, can we not play oldies? And it was like fucking 90, like Humpty Dance and stuff. So then I was like, okay, I'll, I was like, I'll play whatever you want me to play. You're the boss. What do you want? So, so I started playing that stuff, and then she comes back, and she's like, oh, nobody's dancing. I don't know what to do. I'm like, do you want to do you want me to play music you want to hear, or do you want all of your guests to have the best night of their life? Right. She's like, she's like yeah, obviously. I'm like, well, then just trust me. I know it's not your music, but I know how to keep this floor up. All fucking night, but you're gonna have to hear the Humpty dance. Yeah, and you're gonna have to hear fucking you know shout shout. You but they'll talk about it and they'll have fun. Yeah. So she she let me and I sure as shit. Kept, trust me, I don't 
fucking want to hear butterfly kisses for the daughter-father dance ever again, but I know what works for certain crowds. Those father-daughter dances are super creepy. Yeah, they are. Here, I'm giving you away. Yeah. The, uh, uh. Weddings, the more I think about it, weddings are fucking weird. Yeah. Not not so much marriage, but like we're having a ceremony. Ding, 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 ding. Like there's rituals and. Yeah, but like the whole idea of like I'm giving you away. Like who's who's going to give her away? Yes. Who's going to take this fucking who's going to so take this steed off my hands? <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. So so that was a rabbit hole we just went down. Let's yeah. get to the next top five list. We got through the worst 80s songs. Sure. Ooh, let's do top five underrated 80s songs. Okay. I know there's a million deep ones. I tried to keep them somewhat knowledgeable. Ones that might people might go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I'm thinking people might have to go and... But I like deep ones, too. Yeah, I think people might have to go look some of these up. Yeah. I mean, mine aren't super deep, but... Yeah. Um, you know how many Bauhaus on there? There's no Bauhaus. Um, my first one, um, and again, some of these could have been hits. I'm not sure. I didn't really like look up to see like how any of these charted. But same. Um, Ain't nobody by Shaka, Shaka Khan and, and Rufus. Yeah, good. I just feel call. like it's underrated still. It's still very underrated. Off the break and intro, soundtrack. Yeah, that intro is like three minutes long. Yeah, dude, that's a good one. Yeah, fucking, such a banger. That is a, that is a fucking solid call. Now I need to listen to it. She should be I've in the Rock been, and Roll Hall of Fame. I've been on for, I've talked about it on the last few podcasts, the biggest, like late 70s, early 80s funk kick. Yeah. Bar K's, um, uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays, Gap mm-hmm. Band, and it's just a fucking such good bad music yeah lyrics are awful yeah um but it's so fun uh so ain't nobody by rufus and shaka khan that's a good one my top one is crazy by ice house oh i don't know if i know that one that's exactly what that what i want to hear we'll we'll play it um what was the big ice house song it wasn't that no it was um uh electric blue electric blue yeah this is crazy hold on oh yeah of course Yeah, so yeah, such there, a great one. Was that in a movie? I think it was. Should have been. Side note: um, Electric Blue was co-written by John Oates. Really? Of the Hall and Oates band. Yeah, good for Oates. Yeah, a he finally got a little side action. Other than having the fucking mustache, I can do, uh, I can do my own thing. Oh fuck, I can write songs. I can write something. Not for us, but <laughs> what, what's the next one down on your on your underrated? Um. Let's make sure I have five here, so I don't want to waste one. I've got a little bit more than five. Um, as many as you want. Yeah, let's go with um, "Back to Life" by Soul to Soul. Ooh, you know that one? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would have. You're right, though. I would have put that. I would have thought that was ninety ninety one, but I think it was like eighty eight. I think it was. It was at, towards the end of the days. But what's interesting? I think it's. I think it's Nellie Hooper that was in Soul to Soul. But like that sound, like definitely, like was sort of like the beginnings of like. 
trip hop and massive attack and like a lot of that production that happened mm. in the early 90s of like right some of Madonna's later albums and I, it really influenced I think a lot of 90s sound so I think when you hear it I think even today like it comes on I'm like this still it sounds slaps, so I know good I'm, yeah I shouldn't say that word as a 44 year old man but no. it does indeed slap the uh that era of music the late 80s early 90s like Tribe Called Quest and all that stuff. I always felt cooler than other people in Price or Helper mm-hmm. because I would come up to Salt Lake and stay with my cousins for a few weeks every summer. So I would hear like the the station, the hip hop station, right? The, the KJQ. Yeah. So I knew a little bit about like I knew one Dead Milkman song. So I went back to seventh grade and acted like everybody else were fucking idiots because they didn't know who the Dead Milkman were. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of fun. It was yeah. kind of fun having a having an inside. Now everything's just everywhere. Yeah, we used to have to drive up on top of Wood Hill, which was like the hill in front of my house where I grew up. And if you drove up on top of the hill, you could pick up like the stations from Salt Lake because mm-hmm. you were high enough up. Yeah. And like while other kids were driving up there to make out or like <laughs> go to keggers or like <laughs> you were checking out high. I was like, excuse me, I'm trying to pick up a radio station up here so excuse I can hear me. cool music. <laughs> The B fifty twos have other hits too, you know. <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> I love that. Sold a soul though. That like that whole what? They're not quite New Jack Swing. No, what, I'm not but, sure what that. Yeah, because I don't think of it as hip hop. Right. What was Sold to Soul's other song? Um, they had two, did they not? They did. They had another big song off that same album. Um, we're looking it up now. Those of you listening, are we? Are we racing? Ah, uh, not Soul Asylum. God damn it! Oh. It's Soul I I. You have to do yeah, the. I only have the one song downloaded. So World War Two. Hold on, I'll tell you. Um. Oh, keep on moving. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Don't stop. No, yeah. Yeah. Sort of has a similar sort of like yep. similar beat, but um. Dude, you know what song from that era is my favorite? I may have even told this song, this story on the podcast before. Is I would get so fucking pumped for The Power by Snap. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'd fight motherfuckers. I remember. This will be another tangent, but I remember. Oh, my God. The things that you think, like, you're cool. There's that buzz again. You know what it is? I've noticed whenever we set our phone down, it's until the, it's until the. But but it doesn't. Who cares? I think it's a ghost thing, Danny. Don't tell this story. But it's. Uh, I remember driving to Kmart to get the single mm. of uh, CNC Music Factory. <laughs> Ooh, what was the song? What was the um, CNC Music uh, Factory song? Uh, um, everybody pump, dance now. Everybody dance now. I was gonna say pump snap. The jam, snap made me think of that. And driving around town with the windows down, blasting. Everybody dance like I just thought. Like this is it. Wait, was it was it in the family car? No, this or was. was, this was did was, you have your driver's license at I had this my, time? I would have had my driver's license. This probably was like ninety. This makes 92. it way worse. Oh, so much worse. I was probably probably still driving in the family's car. I was probably driving in their Jimmy. Mm. Um, but uh, man, I thought I was the shit with that song. I was like, nobody knows this. I'm this I'm ahead of the curve. This like cool ass dance music. Yep, I remember thinking I'm gonna drive to Salt Lake and go to a rave. <laughs> I used to tell people lies about like I used to, <laughs> dude. Oh, this is so cringe. I fucking have never told this story 
I think maybe to Jamie, but I I fucking told my buddy one time that I fucking uh, knew dudes in gangs. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. And like I know dudes who've been like robbed Seven Elevens and been in prison and stuff. Railroad gangs that were coming through helpers. <laughs> yeah, they were fucking <laughs> were the gangs? gangs. Ran the, on a girl. The boxcar children. Those were the gangs oh, that fuck, you knew. I forgot about the boxcar children. <laughs> Deep pool. Um, let's get to the next song before we tangent seven more fucking um, minutes. Um, but that's what it's all about, listeners. Okay. Oh, my next one down is uh, "Someday" by Glass Tiger. No. That's another one I feel like I'm missing. I, I'm sure I know it, but the title is not um, jumping out at me. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did that song, Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone. Oh, um, yeah. That was their big hit. Yeah. Yeah, um, not much to say about this song other than I don't know shit about the band other than just I like the song. Is it is it a nostalgia thing for you? Do you think? Um, I I no, I genuinely like the song because I don't actually remember the song much from the days of being a kid. Yeah, uh, but it's just I can I can undate songs. I can like I know that song sounds. You 80s. can disconnect the. Song I can disconnect from... the fact that it's so fucking dated, and I can tell the drums are octagon shaped. So giveaway. Yeah. 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 Why were they did that have like a technical was there a reason for them to be on shape? Electric pads. I don't know anything about music to know what that is. No, they were just uh, their pads, triggers. Yeah. Um but for some reason in the eighties they just like to shape them like octagons. They've been around before and since. They just were shaped like octagons in and sounded all like I took band in sixth grade and uh I didn't know how to play any instruments. And I was like, well, I'll play the drums. Because it's just that one big drum. The snare. And I was like, you probably don't have to like know music yeah. to know how to play a snare. No. And I had to get a drum pad to practice on at home mm-hmm. that I bought from Brian Holt Music. And I would just sit in my room hitting this pad. Counting. And I was like, this, this is the most boring. This sucks. Sh- this isn't. I- I'm not doing anything. This sucks. One, two. And then I went to band class one day, and everyone's playing whatever the song was. Who knows? And the band teacher, Mr. Dart, stops everybody. And he's like, Danny, I just want to hear you. And I didn't know how to play it unless everybody else was playing, because I was just like hitting it, going along to whatever like the, mm-hmm. the melody was. And he was, like, he was like, do you know how to play that thing? I was like, no, I thought that's what this class was for. <laughs> I thought you taught us how to play these instruments. And he's like... <laughs> No, that's not what this class is. <laughs> and then I was out of band. I similar story, and I've also told this. I when I was in sixth grade, I wanted to I wanted to play the snare drum. When you know when they come like, are you interested in music? Yeah. Not not have you ever played? Or do you like music? Would right. you like to play music? Will your parents be cool with like signing you up for right. outside lessons that so, are expensive? I said yes. I want to play the drums. And they're like, you have to have two years of piano to play the drum. And I was like, I'm not Tommy fuck. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> Fucking Don Henley, <laughs> Christ. Uh, okay, what's what's your next one? My oh. my next one is um, uh, "Twist of Fate" by Olivia Newton-John off of the Two of a Kind soundtrack. That's pretty deep. 
Yeah, so I, I don't recall. This is definitely at the end of like what would have been probably Olivia's like uh um, like the Xanadu era? Yeah, like her like um her peak period, right? Um eighty two. Yeah, like after like when the music video started yeah. and she wasn't like this young, like Yeah, like, oh she's thirty five. She's seventies. Yeah. And uh, they did a Hail Mary, her and John Travolta, to try to, like, recapture the Grease mm. magic by doing this terrible movie, Two of a Kind. Oh, I don't know if you've seen it. No. He plays a bank robber, and he robs her station. She's a teller, and uh, she keeps the money and, I think, gives him some fake money. Anyway, I won't go into the to the whole story. <laughs> Spoiler alert. The movie sucked. It was terrible. It was a huge flop. But this one song off that album, Twist of Fate, is as good as any of her music. So right. if you're even remotely an Olivia Newton-John song, I Twist love, of Fate. I love me some ONJ. <clears throat> it's a great song. And it's I love track. me some 80s fucking sound. We want, we bookmark this. I want to do an 80s soundtrack episode mm. with you. Mm. That'd be that'd be rad. Yeah, I'm into it. Okay, um, my next one. Ooh, I, ooh, I like this one. Uh Captain of Her Heart by Dublin. Oh my god. That should have been on my list. That's so right? good. Yeah. That fucking song just sounds like you're just just floaty. Yeah. Ah. No, I was just reading about the making. I don't know what like took me down this this uh Wikipedia rabbit hole, but for some reason I was just looking up that song cuz again, it was like their only hit. They mm-hmm. they were the first Where are they from? One of those weird They're not from Sweden. One of those ski Maybe places. Norway. Yeah. But wherever they're from, they were the first band from that place to have a, a like a song in like the top 10. In, and I in don't America. think it was Sweden because ABBA probably would have been that band. But regardless, yeah, it was a huge hit for them. And uh, yeah. There's, um, I, I found out because I, I wanted to watch the video one time. There's two different videos for that song. Mm. There's one where it's like water and black, like black screen. And sure. Like, I, I, you can almost see it. Uh-huh. Um, and a boat, I want to say. And then the other one that I, I picked, I think somebody, there was a piano in a field. And that simple such a fucking good little piano riff. That's such a weird song, too, to like really be attracted to. Is like, I mean, that probably came, what year did that come out? Maybe 87. 87? So I'm like 12. And like to, like I think of my 12-year-olds now, like they're not listening to something like that. Right. Like, it's such, like, this classy, jazzy piano song. Just peaceful. And to be like, yeah. Yeah. I'm but into it's, that as a 12-year-old. It's a fucking great, great song, though. Um, yeah, what's your next one down? My next one down is, again, going with the soundtrack theme. Um, there was this movie, uh, Streets of Fire. Okay. With Michael I remember per- that. Michael Perret from Eddie and the Cruisers. Um, and Diane Lane. And Dan Lane is in a fictitious band in that movie called Fire Inc. So the band doesn't exist, but they do this song called Nowhere Fast. And it's a Jim Steinman track. And if you know He did he was the Meatloaf the, guy. He was meat, yeah, he so he wrote and produced most of Meatloaf's work. So the song has a very meatloafy sort of sound that to big, it. Epic to, that big epic sort of fifties throwback, but like it's so I can't, when I listen to it now, I just I listen to it on the way over here, and I was like, I can't believe this was not just a massive hit because it's so good, it's so good. You know, it's a song like that. This isn't on my list, but just something reminded me of that. Is uh, John, I can't remember what his name. You're the one. You're the one that the boss is. 
fuck that that was a not a good not a good uh, representation of this song. Um Oh, you're the voice. John <clears throat> Fogarty. No. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I haven't heard that in right? like years. Okay. Me neither. And then What's his name? John John F- Farnham? John Far- Farnham Farnham. Okay. Um, yeah. I how I how I got to know that song. I had never heard it and I was uh I went and saw Celine at her final show in Vegas and she does a co- she does a cover of it. So then I found out I think it's on Superbad or Hot Rod, one of those type of yeah, early 2000 movies. Yep. Um, but the song, but since since I've downloaded that song, I love the fucking song. It's it's got that great '80s epic fucking cheese. I'm gonna win the wrestling match, fucking movie. Sure. Um, those of you listening, these these aren't awkward silences. We're both googling songs. <laughs> if you're playing at home, feel free to get out your phone and uh... and look for these songs that are that are on here. But yeah, well, speaking of bringing it back to Celine, uh, Jim Steinman did. It's all coming back to me now. Right. Which yeah. is classic him. Just just that bombastic, over Epic the top. Fucking yeah. nights. I think he did Total Eclipse of the Heart. I think yep. it was Jim Steinman. Yep. I mean, he's just. Operatic almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, um, I feel like, like I want to play a little clip of that Nowhere Fast song in case people. I'm going to fast forward a little bit because it's, it's like a seven minute song. But like if you get to the. Yeah. Right? It just got that revved up. That's Steinman as fuck. Right here. Anyway, it builds and builds. That's yeah. That's pretty good into my. Do some push ups. Psyche. Yeah, you could probably do some push ups. Win today. the big tournament. Mm hmm. Um, who was it? Am I? Is it my I think turn? you're. Ne- I think you're next. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, my next one is by a band that had another hit. They were a two-hit wonder. Well, they were a one and a half hit wonder. And I'm. This is the half hit. Um, a song called "Been in Love Before" by Cutting. Oh Crew. my god! Yeah. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. It's just jazz. It's it's like Dublé. It's just nice mm-hmm. and atmospheric. Yeah. It's soft. That one comes up on the '80s on eight every now and then. Yeah. The yeah. video's just as awful as you would imagine. Like some some rocker dudes resting up, you know. Oh, we're gonna do an easy one now. There were so many of those bands, like Cutting Crew and like Glass Tiger and like Naked Eyes. Uh, that just like what happened? Yeah. Now you now you're doing cruises, eighties festival. Uh, what's the next one down for you? So my last one is um, Boingo Boingo. We close our eyes. Oh. And if you Wait, listen to I'm it, I'm thinking of something else. <clears throat> it's definitely, um, I don't think it was in a movie. It may have been maybe somewhere in, in the background of a John Hughes film, um, but I don't think it's officially on any soundtrack. I'm thinking of who did the King of Wishful Thinking? Go West. They have a West. song called "We Close Our Eyes," but that's not the one I'm thinking of. You're thinking we of the Pretty Woman soundtrack. What's the Oingo Boingo one sound like? 
Oh, are you thinking of, um, you might be thinking of, um, the Go West song that, uh, they covered of, uh, Bobby Caldwell's What You Won't Do For Love. Oh, no, this is the, this is the, that's the Go West song I was singing. Um, anyway, so Oingo Boingo. We so Oingo Boingo, eyes. yeah. So if you, here, we'll fast forward a bit. We close our eyes. Yes, yes. Right. I fucking didn't know this was Boingo. Yeah. I love this song. God so damn it. So good. So good. Close our eyes. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. off their self-titled album. Okay, son of a bitch. Yeah, thank you. That's exactly what this fucking podcast is for. So I'm like, fuck. Yeah, go back and find it. There's an acoustic yes. version of it too, and. Uh, I know there that's was a great. song and I couldn't think of it. I knew it wasn't the Go West one. I knew it wasn't the fucking uh, so, no. That's perfect. Um, okay, my my final one on that is uh, "Piano in the Dark" by Brenda Russell. Oh, Jesus God, you're pulling out some really good ones. I know. That's a great one. Didn't somebody who sampled that about 10, 15 years ago? Flowrider, one of those. It was sped up and like. I'm trying to get the chorus into my head. Uh, got Captain of Her Heart now back in my head. I got you, fam, is what the kids say. Oh, jeez. That's a fucking... No, no! Yeah. That is a jam. So good. Yeah. Ah. <clears throat> uh, do I have an honorable mention Like, there? what happened to her? I think a lot of uh, some of the soul singers and stuff were accidental hits. They probably were and are now like gospel or Christian. Maybe. Because I see a lot of them like, what happened to so-and-so? And then it's like, so-and-so was a Christian whatever and then had mainstream hits in the 80s and then born again. It's like, uh, I like to play that game like when there's some huge band selling out like the Vivint. Like some big band is coming. I'll see some concert announcement. And I've never heard of it. And I'm not like the coolest person. So, you know, of course I'm not up on everything. But like nine times out of ten, it's like, it's probably like some Christian band. Right. <laughs> like, my, that's why it's completely not on my radar. My aunt, I was, I, I saw my aunt a couple months ago and uh, she was a, she was in town from Price. And uh, and I was like, what do you, what, what else did you come in for? Oh, we went to a, a Christian, Christian rock concert last night. And, and she, she said the artist and I don't remember who it is. It's not like, if it's not Striper. If it's no not idea. Striper, I'm fucking out. Yeah. Um, but but she said, "Oh, so and so," and I was like, "Oh, cool. Where was he thinking? <laughs> thinking what park was he playing at? Yes, what free stage in, on Main <laughs> Street somewhere?" And she's like, "Vivin." I was like, "Oh." She's like Rio Tinto. It was eighty thousand people. <laughs> but then, but then I was like, "Oh, but but then, yeah. Why would I know that? I mean, it's not like it's just I don't. I'm not in that world. But yeah. The people who are." He, this this act I've never heard of is doing a fucking basketball arena is bonkers. It's same with like comics too. Like the occasional comical. Like of course I'm not going to know every comedian that comes to Wise Guys, right? right? But like I would hope that like if there's a comic that can sell out a thirty thousand basketball arena, I might know who they you are. Know who, or, and I'll have never heard of them. And I'm like, okay, it's either Christian clean comic mm-hmm. or like Australian. Yeah. 
Like they're some, either like some niche something. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's even bands like that, uh, modern bands like so and so at at uh, the the Vivint Arena, and I'm like I've. How have I not heard of this? Some yeah. country dude was here a while back, and I was like, I don't, I, I've heard that name. I didn't know he was a stadium act, but here yeah. we are, I guess. Yeah. Um. So we got. Let's get to the next top five. That one is the best eighty <clears throat> songs. We, and we this... saved the best for last, as Vanessa Williams saying. Oh, as Vanessa was, a, was she? What scandal did she have? Didn't she get into some? Well, she was. Um... Before she was a singer, she was um, Miss America. Miss America, and her scandal was that after Miss America, she posed for Playboy. Oh, and then they stripped her of her crown. Oh, because she fucking—that's what it was. It's sort of hypocritical, right? Yeah, like look, we don't want you seeing her nipples. Right, those are ours. Right. Um. Okay, yeah. Top five eighty songs. I kind of kept these ones mainstream ones that I still like. Uh. Kind of like ones everyone knows, but I'll still fucking be like, hell yeah. Yeah, I stayed pretty um, stringent, if that's the word, to this to this list of making sure that they were songs that were actually popular. Right. But I felt like we're still really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of those. I've got like 20 here. so I'm Let's gonna just talk about just them pick. all because I'm... <laughs> I've got a lot. I'm going to start it off with King of Pain by Police. God damn it. That's literally... I'm gonna hide the rest of my list because I don't want you to see my list. <laughs> I can't see it anyway because I'm I'm very. It's the last song on high. my on my list. Oh, in no particular order, but like, but it's on there. It's so fucking good. It's such a good, and I'm not a police dude. When like, that, but when that when that beat comes, when that bass comes in, when that drum, it, it, when it dies down for for half a beat, just and that, then he comes that yep. little gap. Yep. Oh my god, it's so clean on a. That's a song I've heard my whole life. And then one time I heard it either on headphones or in my car, and I was like, oh. That's incredible. Oh, wow. Okay, this is different now. Yeah, that's what, if, listen to that song on good headphones or something. It's fucking awesome. You know who does a decent cover of that, too, is on Alanis Morissette's MTV Unplugged. She covers that song. Oh, does she? And it's great. Huh. Yeah, it's really good. All right, I'll check it wow, out. Wow, good song. That's a great, great choice. Um. Okay, I'm going to go with, um, God, this is so hard. I'm going to go with Level Terrace Apart by Joy Division. Just because I feel like it sort of just came in and kicked off the 80s. It came out in 1980, and I feel like it just set up okay. the sound of a that, lot like of mod. music. Yeah, like, I, you know, obviously it set up New Order because then you know, Joy Division I had never heard that song in my life until about three years ago not gonna lie um i was really ignorant to like the kind of mod music uh there's a million names for it 80s alternative until uh the local station here with my buddy chet tap um 1031 oh yeah sure uh that's the first time i ever heard level terrace apart i had heard everybody's seen the fucking joy division t-shirts and i've heard all the cunty bands talk about how much they love joy division sure so I automatically was just like, I'm not interested. Right. And then I heard that and I was like, okay, that's a catchy tune, whatever. I still don't like kind of understand the br- brilliance of that song. Everybody's like, it's brilliant. It's perfect. Like, I like it. Yeah. I mean, it comes up a lot as sort of like, you know, various lists of like, it's like the greatest singles of all of time. Music. Sure. Where you're like, is it that good? Is I'm it- not a huge Joy Division fan. I love New Order. Right. I, I, like, I do like New Order. I find Joy Division is difficult to get into 
that song for me though again it was you know one of the last things i think they recorded so and it was sort of i think joy division probably would have started to sound a lot more like what new order ended up sounding like anyway for those of you listening who do not know um new order came out of joy division yeah lead singer ian curtis commits suicide and then new order um sort of is born out of that but that song i I think it's that opening of it just like kicks in and then it is like that there was nothing like that in 1980 of like this like keyboards like you were either like craft work and you were depeche mode where you're like all keyboards but they were like this bass thing that Peter Hook was doing mm-hmm. that then like the cure picked up on and then they've got like, you know, real drums, but then keyboard again, like it sounds, I mean, that's every band today. Right. But like at that time, it just, it nothing sa- sounded like it them. sounds so fucking British. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that's the, vi- cause like if really, if you think about it, can uh, Ian Curtis sing? No. Mm. Oh, he's mumbling. He's pretty, mumbling. I mean, you can't understand anything yeah. he's saying. But that's kind of what makes it because that's the vibe of that like moody fucking English. I'm sad. Yeah. Fucking vibe he was going for. So it fit. Uh, good call. That's that's a way good pull there. Um, was that your song? That was my song. That was, yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. fucking cooked, man. Um, my next one down is Sledgehammer by Mr. <sighs> Pitar Gabriel. Sure. Sure. Uh, the Everybody th- talks about the video and like. When I really appreciated that song is I, I accidentally saw Dave Matthews a few years back. <laughs> and that's not How a, does that happen? I, How does I'm one not, accidentally see one of the largest bands in the world? The, look, I'm not the, the Dave Matthews guy. Yeah. I like a handful of songs. I don't hate them. I think a lot of people either hate Dave Matthews or they fucking want to suck his dick. I'm in neither camp. Um, I like a few songs, but somebody had tickets, so me and my friend went, and I was like, eh, sure, I'll go watch Carter Buford play drums, because sure. he's fucking amazing, and if yeah. they play Gray Street, cool. Yeah. Um, they did not. They're one of those bands where they played a thousand fucking deep cuts that are 28 minutes each. I was say, they played five songs, and the concert was four and a half hours. Yes, and yeah. I hated every second of it, but somewhere in the middle, they busted out a cover of Sledgehammer. Wow. And it was really good. That's cool. Yeah. That so that's cool. when I was going to like, oh, yeah, this song's fucking great. I forgot about how good this song is. Yeah. Because I've kind of gone down the country road of Peter Gabriel where I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I like the fucking. Uh, I think he lives on country road in he, England. He does. He, in, he's uh, the, the English mayor. English countryside. He lives on country The countryside. Road. Mm-hmm. Um, pun. Um, so I've kind of forgotten how good his like goofy video song was. Right. Uh that album, so, was just, I mean, it was a monster. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's the one on that. What's your uh, next one down? Um, I've got Rio by Duran Duran. Mm. Just, I love John Taylor's bass playing on it. I was just going to say the fucking bass playing in that song. Yeah. Is. You can really, again, like, you talk a lot about, like, you know, with good headphones on, you can really pick up, yep. like, the bass playing on that. He was really influenced by... Now Rogers and Sheik and just that beat is so great and I feel like again it's one of those ones that like you hear it now and it's just it's like wallpaper it's just every it was it's, just everywhere you don't, you don't notice it. it's when you're checking into the fucking hotel it's yeah on. and the video was just so pervasive but like it's hard to remember like that song was just yeah. so I mean it's just classic eighties like just everything about it I'm I not like a big Duran Duran guy I and again I only know the hits. But sometimes I fucking, I feel me a Duran Duran song. Sometimes if it's goddamn uh, Hungry Like the Wolf, that guitar riff's fucking mm. great. Mm-hmm. But most of the time when I hear that song, I'm just like, 
whatever. I'm just buying laundry detergent. Yeah. Um. So the, yeah, some of those songs. And then so, then there's uh <clears throat> songs I don't I, like. Girls on film. I hear it and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get it. It's it's fine, I guess. Um. Okay. Is it is it my That's turn? You. Um. Promises, promises by Naked Eyes. You oh yeah. Gave me promise, yep. promise. Um. No, no particular reason other than I just heard it the other day, and I was mm-hmm. like, this song's actually really fucking good. Yeah, I feel like them and uh, ABC and maybe even Spando Ballet, like, sort of interchangeable to they me. They all have that British yeah. guy. It's that sophisticated pop, I believe they call it. Yeah. Like, Spandau like the, Ballet is in there. A British dude in a suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But trying to sound like, um, like Motown. Yeah, kind of James Bond-looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was corny as anything, but no, I love that genre. But I do love it. ABC, I can't remember that guy's name, but he's no. he's slick as shit. Yeah. Uh, when Smokey says, <laughs> right. "Yes, there'll be fire tonight," they're all just being David Bowie. Um, what's your next one? Or is my it- next one is "Purple Rain" by Prince. I mean, just a monster ballad. Yeah. I keep forgetting that we're doing the most popular songs. You just said Purple Rain, and I'm like, how the fuck is that underrated? <laughs> right, but no. I, I, but I was like, oh, wait, we, no. We transitioned. We have yeah. since transitioned. Yeah. I was like, you are out of your mind. So good. Yeah. It, it is a it is a perfect, and I'm on the, not even on the fence. I'm just not a big Prince dude. I understand he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I understand he's 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 amazing at everything. I like a, a handful of songs. Yeah. I understand how genius he is, but like not a lot of his stuff really snags me. He's a fun one, I think. I mean, I think you're in an enviable position where like, you have the opportunity to go back and dig deep on some of that stuff yeah. if you haven't been exposed I'm finding to it. now that I like his earlier stuff better. Yeah. Like, I want to be your lover and stuff. I like that way better than... Yeah, I mean, I think he's... I mean, his first couple albums... Um, I mean, it's just straight up like new wave records. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible. Did you ever see that video where I think it's Ted Nugent and somebody introducing Prince on uh, the Midnight Special or one of those fucking shows? And he comes out with like his ass hanging out. Just and... like the trench coat and just like the Speedo. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. And and I can't, I, I want to say it's Ted Nugent. But there's like, ah, here's this guy, Prince. Well, yeah, he opened for the Stones on, I think what would have been his controversy album. So like maybe like 81, 82 mm-hmm. and he's opening for the stones at like, you know, like Dodger stadium or wherever, like the right. huge and just getting, they got pelted with right. beer bottles. I mean, they had to like leave Imagine the stage. If you're in Jersey and a bunch of it's fucking insane. Jersey dirt bags are throwing their fucking prints. I mean, throwing bo- beer bottles at <laughs> prints. Like it's just crazy. It makes no sense. Right. And then, and then 10 years later, they probably wouldn't remember and they'd be, they'd like him. Oh, for sure. That's what always cracked me up. And maybe this is just a price thing. Did you always find this funny that the tough guys in the small town listen to the music of like Poison and Cinderella and Motley Crue? Those were those were the cool to the tough guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the tough guy music. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there was like the Slayer dirtbags and stuff. But like for most part, most like macho Hesher dudes back home were like into Poison and stuff. And I'm like, how they're the feminist there wasn't really like yeah there wasn't an alternative for them though i think either like i mean as far as like trying to have something that would have been an expression of your like you know um 
macho-ness. I guess the misogyny angle of it, of like these these yeah. dudes were just fucking all the girls, so that maybe that was like the thing. Right. The, the Hesher dudes on Main Street were like, yeah, they fuck chicks and ride Harleys. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I guess that, but then I, I just would, I remember even when I was a kid, the look at the cat dragged in album cover, my old man looking at it and going like, what, what? Who are these pretty girls? What? The, well, They're there were other, pretty. there were other words he's, he used. I'm sure. Um, uh, that will not be said on this podcast or in a car with the windows down. Um, uh, but he was just like, what? And, and as a, and now, as I'm 45, if my kid brought that home, I would be like, "These are dudes." Well, not in 2022. Probably 2022, not you'd be like, "Oh, they're trans yeah. or whatever." But in '87, I could totally see why a dad would look at that album cover and be like, "What the fuck? Or what?" Yeah. Huh? My dad wasn't looking at my cassette tapes, really, or CDs. Again, the blackout window shades, but um, oh yeah, <laughs> so dad's I, on graves. Though he, I mean, he did take me to see Kiss, but it was after their makeup period, so they didn't, you know, they didn't have that look. But um, yeah, I don't know, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, well, that was a rabbit hole we just went down. Yeah, about why tough guys like bands that look like girls. Whose turn is it? Uh, I, I oh, said, I did Purple Rain. Oh yes, okay. Yeah. And that's how we got on bands that look like girls. Yeah. Um, cutting Crew, I Just Died in Your Arms. Is that, does that mark three Cutting Crew songs no. on the pod today so no. far? <laughs> Only the two they have. <laughs> but I like fucking... Every other word out of your mouth, I feel like... Cutting Crew. Are you crew. managing them now? Like we are. are they? <laughs> I forgot to tell you, I got a new gig. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the crew <laughs> in cutting crew. Yeah, me, yeah. Me and Kevin cutting. All right, I like that. So, uh, but yeah, that song. That's the, a great one. The guitar in that song, the tastiest. Like you don't notice it because the dude's playing so like tastefully, but there's always badass guitar parts going on through that song. The sure. Whole way through. Yeah. Lots of whammy bar action. It's, yeah. It's, I lo- that's my favorite song to just like play along to, just just to blow off steam or whatever. Because he's constantly playing, but it's subtle and not like flashy. Right. So it's just a great, great track. And next, my top five cutting crew songs. And now, as we transition into, I bring my <laughs> list of cutting crew songs. Um, I'm I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say like a prayer, Madonna. Ooh. Yeah, I feel like I mean it's the '80s. I feel like Madonna needs to be represented. I'm like listening to the song in my head now because that's that's another song I've just heard so many so times. So many times I don't think about it. Yeah. That is a good song. I mean, a lot of her early, I think there's a middle period of Madonna that's really interesting, like Ray of Light period and Bedtime Stories and stuff. But like. To me, that's the, that was her last album if, in my mind. Ray of Light? Well, that era, because I haven't paid attention to anything she's done. Anything she's done in the, in the two, like with Justin Timberlake or and, with Brittany. Even, I don't yeah. know when her last album came out. Yeah. I don't know if she still makes albums. I yeah. know she's a hundred and weird. Yeah. But. She, I think that first album's perfect. And then there's a middle period, which I'm not a fan of, where she's really poppy, like the Like a Virgin stuff. But that's I, the middle period. Well, no, I guess not. I guess that's still her early. That's her early period. I mean, that's her pinnacle, right? Like, that's, right. And, and I love that era. But then, like a prayer, I think sort of caps off the '80s. And I think that song. I mean, I don't think she's done anything as good. That's when she started getting ballsy. 
She wasn't yeah, like, sure. pop. she's like, here's my tits. And I like fucking. But she's mixing in like the religious, religious elements aspects, and like some. she's, yeah, there's like more of a, it's not just about. She's I think, growing up a little. I think people were easy to write Madonna off as like with material girls like, oh, it's just a pop. It's just a look. It's a, it's all sex, but she's trying Britney to. Britney Spears of that time. Yeah, but she's trying to incorporate more, I think, um, yeah, themes of what's going on in society and stuff. A but, more mature. But that song, it's got, it's got like the gospel elements. It's got. Yeah, I just think it's choir. incredible. It is a good it's an song. Incredible song. I'm, I'm listening to it in my brain. Yeah. Now. The production's done really well mm-hmm. with the gospel choir. Yeah. Um, the video, <clears throat> I remember, was a big deal. And she got. Wasn't there some controversy with Pepsi? Yeah, she may have had a Pepsi deal that maybe got taken away because, because of some. They depicted that Jesus was black or something. And maybe she's making out with him or something. Or, well, sure. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. yeah and I, th- I think it's also the, one of the last periods where Madonna's like leading the music and not, or like what's happening in like the broader like culture with music rather than chasing it. Like you look at her albums in the 90s and she's like, well, what's cool and happening now? Yeah. And then she's kind of following the trend. Where I feel like this was the last, like, like a version was like the last album where she's like, I'm going to set the trend. And she's like out ahead of it. Yes, because after that, she kind of started like, I'm going to be, I'm doing a song with Babyface. Right. Which I fucking love that song. Absolutely. But it's not, it's just, I'm going to meet up with the biggest songwriter in the last 10 years and we're going to. Of course, you're going to get a hit out of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I smack your lips on the mic some more, asshole. Let's see. I have I have to keep unlocking my phone. Oh, so my last one, and I wanted I want to go down your whole list, but my last one here um, is I've had the time of my life from Dirty Dancing. It's the old guy and that chick. Okay, <laughs> what's? <laughs> well, at least it's not the Patrick Swayze song. She's like the wind. Who is it? It's Bill Medley. Yeah, and... from the Righteous Brothers. Right. Um, time... Is it Diane Warren? Of Jennifer Warren. Jennifer. Uh, Diane Warren's a songwriter. She J- Jennifer Warren's and Bill Medley. Yeah. Bill Medley of the Righteous Brothers and Jennifer Warren's of Jennifer Warren's and Joe Cocker doing Love Will Lift. Oh, right. The only two songs I know she's done, she's been a duet partner on. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a great song. I would say the latter. Too. I think the one from Officer and Gentleman is maybe the better song. Love Will Lift Us Up? Yeah. Where yeah. we belong, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Okay, I watched that movie for the first time over uh, quarantine. Because for the I, first time, for the first time ever. Yeah. Because like, I, I fucking love that song. That's like one of my favorite. Like, it's so good. I don't want to call it a guilty pleasure, but it's schmaltzy as fuck. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. It's yeah. just a schmaltzy, get you in the gizzard fucking yeah. movie song. Where the clear winds blow. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So I was like, I want to check out Officer and Gentleman. I didn't know it was dark as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Richard Gere, I, I would say, was a... I feel like you still need to go back and justify your pick from Dirty Dancing, though. I feel like we're glossing over that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can oh, talk I... about Officer and Gentleman and how ballsy it is and dark but you did pick a song off dirty dancing and we're gonna sit in that for a minute Let's and we're gonna it. like hang out in this we gotta marinate <laughs> we're gonna marinate in your choice uh I, you know what you did now and you were gonna own it <laughs> fucking sit with it 
Uh, I'm what I love about this song is is what exactly what is it? So fucking like formulaic cheese dick carnival cruise ad fucking <clears throat> guilty. It's I'm not pretending it's anything else. It was a record company throwing money at two stars. Here, make a hit for sure. And some probably I don't know who wrote it, but probably Diane Warren or one of those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's exactly what I love about it is it's just a fucking sappy corporate garbage. Which is funny too. I mean, speaking of dark movies, I mean, if you think about Officer and Gentleman and and then uh, uh, Dirty Dancing. I mean, that song. I've never seen Dirty Dancing, but I know the synopsis of it. Well, I mean, it's basically about teen abortion. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's this, there's this like dance part of it, but like the central plot of the movie is like. And wasn't Patrick Swayze <clears throat> like a little too old to be there? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That casting. Yeah, I don't know how old Jennifer Grey is in that movie, but um, but still, yeah, this very like sappy, light, uplifting song, and the movie is fairly dark. Hmm. I, I didn't I didn't think about that because again I've never seen it I just thought it was a a dancing movie and he was a little a few years older than her yeah I, I think my mom had seen the movie like thirty times when it came out it was one of those movies that like I think women of a certain age oh, like just like I remember my cousins having the the tape yeah uh, the soundtrack is fucking great the whole th- I can't remember what other songs are on there the uh, what's the uh, who well, sang, it's a lot of those like who sang for the cranberries? Great six. Wait, what? What was his name? Or not the cranberries? The, the, ra- the, the raspberries. <laughs> Eric Carmen. Hungry. Eyes. Oh, hungry, hungry eyes. eyes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. Um, that was on there. Uh, Isley Brothers. Uh, Make me want to shout. I think that was on there. Yeah, there's a lot of like really. I mean, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good soundtrack. Um, um what? Well, that was my final one. But you have more, right? Because. I hope you My do. top one, I mean, this is always, again, if I think about, like, I wish you could recapture, like, hearing a song for the first time. And I think there's some songs that are so perfect. Like, I think I had even made a joke once that, like, it's not, it's not even really a joke. But, like, this song should be, like, locked in a vault and only brought out on, like, special occasions. And, like, you can't, it shouldn't be on any streaming platforms. Like, no one should be able to listen to it. Right. It's it like should, a ceremonial it, it comes out once a year. Everybody has to gather around and hear it, and then it's taken away so that it doesn't get ruined. But it, that's every... That's a good way to put a fucking... That's a bold statement. Yeah, that's every, it's Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears, which I just think it's a perfect pop song. I'm, I'm listening to it in my head really quick before I, before I say you're fucking nuts or... I, I would play it, but that would go against my rule of it should only be brought out. Okay. I'll go with that. I can see that. I think my my what the only reason I would disagree. Welcome to your yeah, life. It, yeah. It's just the the <clears throat> only reason I would disagree is because I don't I I I've heard that song a hundred times a day since nineteen eighty five. Yeah. So I don't ever. That's a song I don't think about how good it is sometimes until. But it is. I have been there before. I hear it and I'm like, God, this is a fucking great song. It's so great for me. It's one of those songs that like I have maybe like a handful of songs I want played at my funeral. And that's that's one of them. My favorite song of theirs from that era is what was the other song on that album? Um, Shout. No. There's big three big hits on that album. What was the? Uh, 
Um, Head Over Heels? Head Over Heels. Yeah. That's my favorite song, song from that. It's just, I like that one. I always think of that and Everybody Wants to Rule kind of like parallel songs. I get the two mixed up a lot. They came out same album, yeah. back-to-back singles. Yeah. So I get those mixed up a lot. But uh, that's I like I like Head Over Heels more than Everybody Wants to Rule the World. That's interesting. Uh, All right. I forgot you're a big Tears for Fears guy. We were talking about, I didn't oh discover God, the I love song. Oh, so um, much. Woman in Chains. I didn't discover that till about a year ago, and it's fucking so good. We, I've only seen them live once. Um, they were opening up for Hall and Oates a few years ago, and uh, we drove to Denver to see them. I wanted to go to that, but it didn't come here. Yeah, that tour didn't come here. Mm-hmm. I don't think. And it was outside of the city at like some amphitheater, not at Red Rocks, but um, Fiddler's Green. Anyway. We were kind of late getting to the show, and I thought there was another opener. You ever make that mistake? Where you think there's like a third opener, or like yes. there is, and like and the third opener doesn't show up, and you like fuck up the timing. And you're running into the fucking venue while the band's on. And you're out getting like a pizza, as I was in my case, like some personal <laughs> kind of pizza. And I st- and they fucking open with this song. I mean, ah. I've I've flown to Denver to basically. I mean, I love Hall Notes too, but like. I'm like, I right. gotta hear this song. I've seen and I had seen Hollow Notes already. So I'm like, I gotta hear this song. Mm-hmm. And I start hearing the opening notes of mm-hmm. of and I was just like, holy sh and I'm running. And I literally wipe out and trip on like the steps leading up to my seat in front of everybody <laughs> and like food, holding food and it's flying. I mean, it's like I'm it's like straight out of like fucking three Revenge stooges. of the Nerds or something. I'm like the dork that <laughs> no, got pushed. No. My pizza, popcorn oh, no. going up, yeah. the bucket lands yeah. on your head. <laughs> exactly. And uh, <laughs> anyway, it was it was great. It was amazing. I've never seen Tears for Fears live. I would love to. They still sound really good. Yeah. Well, I think well, Roland Orzabal, he kind of sang high. But a lot of the bands from that era we've spoke about before make they paint themselves into a corner by singing high as balls and then when they're 60 they can't do it. Right. Um he did high but from what I understand and what I've seen on the internet he still does just fine for sure. Um and then Kurt whatever he does he does. Um what's the next one on your list? Your other ones? I won't go into a lot of detail. I mean, I'll just maybe maybe I'll just run off the list. I, I'm how, out of songs how, and I want to keep going. How so. far into this are we? Oh, we can go People another 10 have, minutes have or so if you want. Off. I used to go an hour 30. We're at an hour 21. I've got um, West End Girls, Pet Shop Boys, Ooh. which again, I think is just, I mean, I think that was our first like number one hit. That I song, that's, a, that's another headphone song. I don't think they've matched it. And I love Pet Shop Boys. I mean, as someone right. that's like a huge Pet Shop Boys fan, I think they have a lot of great songs. I still think that's their. Their water. I mean, I think that's just an incredible. Uh, my favorite Pet Shop Boys song, song is the uh, the one with Dusty Springfield. What have I done to deserve this? What have yeah. I? What yeah. have I? What have I done to deserve this? Right. Since you went away, so great. But Pet Shop Boys. Mine is "Love Comes Quickly." I think it's not my favorite Pet Shop Boys song, "West End Girls," but I do think it's like a right. perfect. Oh, it's per- song. of like what the era was, and mm-hmm. it's it's kind. I like that it's kind of. You can tell it's kind of dark. It's not a happy sounding song. For sure. I still don't know what it's about, but it sounds cool and it sounds British as fuck. And I'm not cool enough to understand what that song's about. Yeah. But it's a good ass song. They weren't writing it for you. No, no, they were not. At definitely not writing it for some fucking idiot in the coal miner <laughs> country. No. Um, I mean, there's a lot on here. It was just so hard to pick. I mean, the 80, I mean, it's my favorite. 
I mean, this is my this is Name my period. Em. I mean, I've got in your eyes is on there, so uh, Peter Gabriel. Again. That was going to be so, on my list, and I was yeah. like, too predictable, and I took it yeah. off. Such a great song. I mean, and just iconic with the, you know, um, from Say Anything. Love My Way from Psychedelic Furs. Psychedelic. That Love opening. Yeah. The xylophone. Psychedelic Furs, they're one of those bands, again, from my buddy Chet Tapp, who I'm going to have on the podcast. Oh, he'd be great. Yeah. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll have you come with me because I don't know enough about that era to carry a conversation. Mm. Chet, Chet does, but he'll probably want something oh, to bounce God, us. Oh, God, for so. sure. So I want to have you back when Chet does uh, does an episode because I I will be the student on this one. That'd be great. Um, but uh, psychedelic friends, yeah, they uh, they're one of those bands I I hear on one one oh three one sometimes because that's the station I leave on for the dogs. Because if like if I I just turn it on in the morning and whatever I'm doing, there's music on in the background, so I yeah. he, I hear shit in the peripheral. And it's always one oh one oh three one. So I'll hear like psychedelic first have some songs that I didn't know I liked, but I do. I've I've discovered a ton of ton of good music from it. Yeah, no, I love them. Um, I've got uh, the message, Grandmaster Flash. And the Ooh, I mean, people pissing on one. the streets like it just don't care. So good. I mean, it still sounds. It's today. angry. Like yeah. it's easy to watch that video and laugh because yeah. of how like goofy he's dressed, and but the song itself is. Fucking it's, well, it's you think angry. about a lot of that early '80s rap, and it was a lot of just like we're rapidy rap rap rap, yeah. like. But this was like one of the first early rap songs, and he's coming right out with. I mean, the song's called "The Message," but he's like, yeah. he's got a message, like Broken right from the beginning, everywhere, like looking People around the, the yeah. Bronx and talking about what he's seeing, and yeah. But it also sounds like it's like you don't feel like you're being lectured. It's just, God, it's so good. It, I think. Was that the first angry rap song? Because there's been a few since, I think. <clears throat> One or two. Maybe. I mean, definitely he's passionate about what he's thinking yeah. about. I don't know. I, I'm not going to pretend to know enough about that era. Yeah. But to me, that's like, to, to my knowledge, that's the first, like, pissed off rap hit. Um, I've got, uh, and then I have to add Hollow Notes on there because, again, the 80s, I just think, like. Which song? I had two. I, I couldn't pick between. I can't go for that because again, I love that. Dum ba dum bum dum bum dum dum bum. Been sampled. They, so one of the greatest. Michael Jackson we sampled. jacked that for "Beat It." Yeah, or for uh, Billy Jean. Yeah, he just switched it around a mm-hmm. little. Um, I, from legend goes, I think he 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 asked for permission from Hall and Oates. Maybe. Oh, even. really? That's interesting. And they was like, whatever. Don't worry about it, or something, or or maybe. There was a it, there was a friendly something there. Man, in hindsight, that would have bought a lot of mustache, a wax. lot of mustache wax. Yeah. Um, or the other one would be you make a my you make a my dreams. You make my dreams come true. I like that simply one. just because of how. I mean, it's uh, just so like hokey. happy and like yeah. Yeah, that's like it. Just sounds like the eighties. I mean, I, you the beginning of that song just like. I mean, play just like a second of it. To me, that's just. People at home are going. We we know what this sounds like, Danny. You don't need to. That's one of those video memes you see sometimes where it's those people dancing where they where their bodies don't move but their feet are kicking around, and they'll play this. That sounds frightening. Uh, whatever I'm, you're describing. I'm doing a terrible job at describing. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. What what I what I'm talking about right now? I mean, that's just that's the eighties right there. That's fancy as fuck. Come on, and then that that pause. Yeah. 
I think it's in Wedding Singer. There's it's, a big dance scene, 500 Days of Summer. I think they do a big choreographed number. I but. saw Hall & Oates five, six years ago or something with a uh, train. Oof. Uh, and uh, I, don't, I don't dislike, actively dislike many bands. But there's the whole time I was watching Train, I was like, just but don't be a prick. Just try and enjoy it for what it is. It's fucking minivan. That was mom. you talking to yourself, don't be yeah. a prick. You weren't yelling at yeah. <laughs> Mr. Train. Yeah. The I, conductor. A Larry Train. Yeah. No, I was like, just just and and like I was like, the songs are well written. The the musicianship's there. The guy can sing. Why do I hate these guys so much? Yeah. And I, I just can't figure yeah. it out are they, they're the box of jupiter guys right yeah train yeah drops yeah. of jupiter, drops of jupiter. And, and, and uh box of Ju- did i just say box of jupiter hey <laughs> soul sister <laughs> uh fucking yeah. um i'm sure they're nice guys right yeah and but it's just so safe and vanilla and just uh it's just hard to like you know what song i heard the other day i was in home depot uh, and I heard Five for Fighting. Remember those? Yes. Uh, Oof. I think that was, I don't know why I know this. I think that's Matt Lauer's favorite song. Really? I <laughs> hated that a lot. singing out of your nose era of like Snow Patrol. Remember mm-hmm. that shit? Yeah. And Five for Fighting and um, The Fray. The Fray. Uh, anyway. Um, I like how we're gonna end this episode on just what sucks. It's, it's just both of us just going. Ugh. We hate anything <laughs> after 1998, <laughs> and apparently we're Jewish now. Stay, stay listening to our sponsors. Ugh. <laughs> our sponsors: Gold Bond Foot Powder, Ugh. and Lawn. Keep off my lawn signs by Larry. He makes them up the road. Ah, uh, no, it was good. It was a good chat. Thanks. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having uh, me back. That's a great idea. I'm going to get you and Chet back on. And, Let's do it. Um, I'm, I want to learn about some of the early 80s stuff. So uh, thanks for coming in, Danny. Thanks for listening to s- s- episode eight. Fuck, I can't speak. <laughs>